Welcome to Probing Gaia, where Steve and Joey are bending over, opening their third eye, and allowing the light of the Gaia Network's consciousness-based content to fill them completely, changing them from the inside out, and flowing onto you. Today, we are probing into Bigfoot's Reflection. Reaction, reaction, reaction. What does Bigfoot's reflection show? If I jerk to Bigfoot, what does Bigfoot jerk to <laughs> I thought you timed that exactly when I was changing my voice modulator back. Uh, so I thought I was changing your voice. Uh, <laughs> no, it was exactly <laughs> as I turned the dial. Oh shit, what's happening to me? <laughs> it's like the fly, like the originally old The Fly movie. Right. At the end. Randall uh, Fly. Um... That movie, that Jeff Goldblum movie is fucking gross. Like the oh, body yeah. horror in that is so fucking gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember Howard always laughing and talking about, oh, Grendelfly, Grendelfly. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, yeah, Grendelfly. <laughs> it's all slimy and gross. Yeah. Uh, Which would I use that poster in our, our uh, Photoshop class we took at Golden West many years ago to make the Mr. Felcher uh, movie poster, if you recall. Oh, wow. I can't remember. I have to see it again. Where it's like all dripping around. I think I posted on Facebook or somewhere. I still have it somewhere in the the ethers out there. But uh, I'll have to share the part where he's vomiting on his own food. No, it's just like him like walking. But we had to like make a fake movie poster. So I put like starring John Depp and like all. Oh, that does sound stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, What did I make up for mine? I can't remember. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I do not recall. Should have been the nightmare chair, but that was later, I think. Or wait, maybe you didn't take that class actually, because I took a Photoshop class, and I think yes. you had not like you did the Dreamweaver and the and Flash, flash yes. and then I did an extra Photoshop class. And I think Dreamweaver was that was the Glamis. I finished it, and then no, I think I think I finished the I think I finished the Flash class, but I just kind of stopped caring towards the end because I was just mm. so like. I was well, yeah, all the movie effects. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then you have an action and then the action's a movie and then you have to play the reel and the reels within the movies. And it's like some of the, like, term- the terminology from that class carries over to like actual animation, like keyframes and things like that. But, oh yeah. Keyframe. But what a waste of time over. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, yeah, we took it like right post peak flash. We're like, well, it's still being used, but it's not SEO friendly and blah, blah, blah. And then like, I think a year or two later is when like Google and all the, and Apple were like, yeah, we're not supporting this. Yeah. <laughs> Our browsers are done with this shit. So yeah, stop using it. Cause yeah, it was like the growth of a uh, HTML five and all that stuff. Right, 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 right. So I was like, oops. Uh, when the site we worked on at the time wanted to make a hundred percent flash based yes. site. <laughs> and even then we were like, no, that's not, it's not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> it hasn't been a good idea forever. Right, 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 right. Um, even in its heyday, it was bad. I mean, you went to like flash sites so you could play like flash mini, you know, video games. Yeah, games. Like, and that was like pre or like, you know, YouTube was there, but it wasn't all the way. So it was like you could watch movies and cartoons. Albinoblackchief.com. More strong bad. Uh, I didn't find strong bad very funny, but uh, right. my little sister <laughs> related to it. Oh, uh, Larry and his crew loved that that series. Because it was it called Strong Bad or was that just the character? I, I think yeah, it was called something. It was else. called something else, but everyone said, "Oh, you watch Strong Bad?" Yeah, because Strong Bad was like the Mac- luchador looking guy with the gloves. Yes, yeah, yeah. Ooh, talk like this and always do things. <laughs> uh, 
if I recall correctly. It's a lot of uh, a lot of accents mixed in. There. Well, because that that's how he talked. Was yeah, like, yeah. Hey, yeah. You, were, you were getting into a a mammy esque jazz singer voice. <laughs> right, like, right. Hello, there. <laughs> well, also Howard, strong band baby. Yes. Um. Uh, yeah. Welcome to Probing Gaia. This should be no guts, no glory. The Berserk podcast tonight. But uh, Ryan had a little car trouble that kept him from coming over. So when that cold weather starts to set in, those weak batteries start to get drained. So yeah, that is true. So that season, let's say, even though it's been warm during the day, it still drops pretty cool at night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I almost I forgot like he because he had been he had his mom's van for a couple of weeks Mm. recently, but I think that's because he needed new tires. Because uh, I was, I was, I was like, didn't he just get his car overhauled? But it was just for tires, so um, yeah. But um, at least battery is one of the easiest, cheapest things to replace in your car. So. Yeah, you well, yeah. Hopefully, you don't go the too cheap route, right? You want like a sure. hundred dollar yeah, yeah. plus, yes. Couple. That's what, I think my van like battery was like three hundred. Yeah, but I got lucky because it died recently, but it was still under the warranty, so they just straight up gave me a new one for free. Oh, so it's nice. like, it was like literally months away from going expired. Oh, or wow. from, you know, being out of warranty. Was that a was that a Costco deal there? Oh, never Costco. Um, not that Costco's bad. I just do one of the auto parts, AutoNation or some shit like that. Oh, okay. I used to do Pep Boys. I did Walmart once or twice for the van, and those batteries are actually pretty good. Oh. And lasted a long time, but um yeah, last time. Whatever. Yeah, it's Auto Nation, right? That's uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fucking place because Pep Boys are all out of business now and turning into something else. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. So like it's like the service center still called Pep Boys, but then they're like making the store, the store something mm-hmm. else. Yeah, there's I only think. room for there's only room for so many major chains. <laughs> well, I mean, again, with Amazon just like how Target and all those places kill department stores, Amazon's obviously killed just a lot of physical retail in general with sporting goods going out. So it's just you got Dick's or Amazon. What's that? <laughs> Big, thick ones. <laughs> uh, and then same thing with automotive. It's like I can't tell you how many parts, even eBay to a certain extent, like unless I need it physically in my hands now, I can just order it. And with Amazon, even some of that stuff you can get same day, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, it's made them a little less relevant very random stuff that is like oh if you order this right now you can have it by 7 a.m tomorrow morning i'm like well yeah okay <laughs> i guess oh, i need this cat litter by 7 a.m <laughs> <laughs> i need someone to haul this 50 pounds of litter to my door yeah i think that was like in a movie or something where they're like oh i just like to order the bulkiest shit to make someone yes. else yeah. deal with <laughs> and then sarah saw uh an amazon driver on tiktok and she's like was just ranting and like cat litter is the number one Mm. annoying fucking order because it's heavy right the box it comes in like doesn't have a handle or anything like the box or, like, sometimes or the bags just box, loose like ours yes it's just like yeah they're like i fucking hate people <laughs> <laughs> but it is nice white glove service to your door um but yeah we are streaming live on twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens we should be back with no guts no glory next monday um but uh, I was bummed, though, because I was very excited to talk about those chapters tonight. But I did get the uh, I had pre-ordered it months ago, but the 14th volume of the uh, mm. the I was going to say the Berserk edition of the, the Chronicon. Uh, but yeah, the deluxe edition. And uh, I think I'm going to I think I had stopped 
I think I have one un, unopened volume still. Mm. Out of, so out of the 13, I have 13, I think is still like in the plastic. So I'm somewhere in volume 12. Um, oh, for reading them like now. 2014, 2012, something that actual timeline. But I think I'm just going to like catch up finally because I'm very curious. Like, I, I'm part of these berserk meme groups and I'm constantly getting shit spoiled for me anyway because they're making mm. memes about it or asking questions. When this happened to Guts, what and it's i'm talking yeah. like that because so many of them are translated from spanish i don't know why there's a huge uh, spanish language big, following for yeah. berserk well and, wolf and uh, luis are you know big followers even yeah. though they speak english but yeah berserk. <laughs> spanish as well uh berserk and morrissey yeah well and you gotta stop and go hey noob it's not guts it's berserk <laughs> and that's what happens but because the mango individual books i don't even know so the 14th compendium or whatever the hell these are, mm. where does that go up into the books? Cause the books I would assume are still even further out than these master yeah, it's getting novels. Close. I mean, cause the rate of release is so slow <laughs> compared They've to other comics that they're almost, I think they're about, I would say uh, chronologically they're about two years behind or a year and a half behind maybe, mm. but that's only like nine or 10 chapters behind at this point. Okay. So, um, yeah, there because because from from the description of what is in volume fourteen, which I'd heard about about a year and a half ago, is happening. Like the, it was it was they're the first um, they're the last issues that Kentaro Miura uh, drew and wrote it. before he died, and then and then I think volume fifteen is only going to have like two um, two full two chapters or whatever or volume so, things. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but yeah, no guts, no glory. There's Berserk podcast, uh, a week from tonight and tonight we are talking on twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens as usual. We would also be doing that for no guts, no glory. Uh, but we are talking about, uh, a Steve fight on the Gaia network. Of course, Bigfoot's reflection. I uh, did not know what to expect from this. And ultimately it is something that really has no place or offers no information. I mean, this is, this is like a baby's first Bigfoot uh, documentary kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, like a, I would say like a new, and I'm not like jumping completely into it, but kind of like a, a baby's first Bigfoot doc for the new generation. Like, you know, cause it, it introduces things like, Oh, some people think they're interdimensional ghosts or like, right, so, you know, right. like and that's bullshit or whatever. But, um, but uh, fun to watch. Cause yeah. It was full of porn doctors and oh uh, yeah yeah you know heavy freakazoids and uh, well, also and to jump too what's up skeptics too they had like a lot yeah, of yeah yeah, on yeah. There as well you know and not to jump too far ahead but their analysis of the video at the end was also interesting because I feel like they yes yeah. called out some things I was like okay if if that's true in that reflection and whatever yes. but, uh, as we um, also the very uh, large breasted. Yeah, uh, Bigfoot statue that was in the back of one of the talking guys. <laughs> like, well, that's what they call out in the video analysis. Is that it's that's true? Is the large with... like a uh, Bryce on um, Bigfoot Collectors Club says uh, the large pendulous breasts. He always yeah, called yeah. it out when they mentioned the Gimlin. The Bill... the Patterson Gimlin yeah, that. Uh, Robin Quivers reference. Yeah, the big mommy milker uh, <laughs> Bigfoot. Uh, I could take a Patterson Gimlet right now. Extra <laughs> pearl onion in there. Uh, got a, a a Gimlet is like the oldest sounding drink like right it's very it's right. like very 1950 i don't even know what's in again i think I gin gimlet or something it's i know that it classically has that pearl onion in there but i'm not that's a typo i don't right. know so 
Um, but uh, yeah, head over to patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens for those two exclusive podcasts every single month for only the five dollar tier or higher. We got a Thanksgiving one going up tonight uh, when I post gin, that lime juice, and sugar. There you <clears> go. <throat> um, that doesn't sound too bad, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, uh, yeah, got a little Thanksgiving episode going up on Patreon and then Adventurous Ghosts uh, later this month will go up on there. It's all podcasts on our Patreon. Uh, there's no other. I mean, there's a little post here and there, but you always get all podcasts. We don't do any little extra no yeah. dance video content. Exactly. Yes. Um, and then, uh, yeah, listen to no, no guts, no glory, the berserk podcast on your other, on any favorite podcast service, but that's on a whole different feed than probing ancient aliens. Look for the black and orange logo, uh, black hole supply company for probing ancient aliens, merchandise, disc golf discs and disc golf apparel. And if you are in uh, town in Southern California, in orange, beautiful orange County, uh, just a few scant miles from Disneyland itself, just like our friend Aaron from Australia, who will be our reviewer in um, Reaching for the Stars in just a few seconds. But uh, he came out and visited Steve out there, and he'll mention that I'm giving you context for the review that I will be reading. But uh, that's over. That's a shop and shop within Cape and Cowell Collectibles at 9525 Garfield Avenue, Suite C2, Fountain Valley, California, 92708. Uh, make sure all letters to Steve are addressed to Sterling <laughs> that shop. He'll really appreciate a huge pile the of influx uh, of um, uh, requests from for Santa Claus gifts. Yes. Um, and speaking of reaching for the stars, that's a little segment we have here where we ask you little prolapsternauts out there to give us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, give us reviews where you can. On Spotify, it's a Q&A. You can answer those questions, but you can also just give us that star rating. But if you uh, give us a nice five-star rating and review us, we will read it on the air and give you a shout-out. This is from our saucy Aussie, Aaron, a super fan, who writes... Uh, he wrote it on Apple Podcasts, but we, for so I don't think we can see... Yeah, it's not pulling in on my American podcast. Yes. Uh, and then even your uh, system, which Startable. usually pulls yeah. in everything i know even point in there um maybe uh apple got red pilled <laughs> right mogified i got uh, blue pilled and have a huge raging yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um god there was a really great uh we were training yesterday uh, for our armor study group and um brent said uh fuck he had a great slogan for viagra and I was like, God, why don't they use that? But I, it wasn't like, it was like something as simple as like hard enough or something, but mm. oh, it was keep it up. <laughs> Viagra. It was just, I was like, that's, <laughs> that's an awesome fucking slogan. Hey, keep it up. We've also got one other review once you're done with this. Oh, one. nice. Okay. Uh, so Aaron from Australia says, Hey mate, how you all doing? Here's my review that never made it to you. Oh, that's just his little preamble. No. <laughs> right. um, forget Joe Rogan. This is the best podcast in the world. No wait, the universe. So thankful to have found this sodcast <laughs> where these two highly intelligent, wickedly hilarious and deliciously deviant blokes show us how fallible our beloved ancient astronaut theorists can be. And I love how they expo expose the flaws in their theories and highlight their perpetual contradictions. And of course, their amazing impersonations. And only a few months ago, I had the immense pleasure of meeting one half of this dynamic duo at the best collectible store in the SoCal area. And wow, talk about being in the presence of a Greek Adonis. <laughs> now, I'm not gay. 
but I certainly could turn for that big chunka hunka. Oh, that's why he corrected himself later. Right. Chunka hunka spunka called Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and now that I've jumped across the pond again, I'm hoping for a dream day with both of them. Uh, with a surf with Steve in the morning, followed by some disc golf with both, with both of them, then ending the day with some of Joey's <laughs> famous pizzas, where I can regale them with my tail. Uh, when I met Angela White in the flesh back in 2004, oh, just wow. before she became one of the most coveted jism spittoons in the adult film industry. Uh, plus, I have a drinking game to share with them that I believe is right up their alleys. Please don't stop doing that voodoo that you do so well. And a big boom shanka on the baby making front to both of you, which means may the seed of your loin be fruitful in the belly of your woman. Oh, 10 out of 5 stars. <laughs> All the best. Your Aussie main Aaron, a.k.a. as a spaza. There we go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Glad we finally uh, connected and got got it all got that me. out into the universe. Yes, yes, that. yes. Um, this one we read, I think, elsewhere, but because we did a peak earlier in the month, we didn't actually read it on this show, yes, which it yeah, is yeah. for. So, slap you like Penny from Good Times says, "Love the podcast." Still can't believe Matthew Perry drowned in a hot tub. I guess he was no swimmer. That's right. Okay. Five stars. <laughs> We will read anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, schedules all over the place this month. Uh, uh, Sarah, my wife, had a second um, egg retrieval in the IVF process. Uh, and we just learned today that we have four embryos from this that have moved on to four getting more. biopsied for genetic testing. So that is that is three more. I mean, we were hoping for one, but so that's three more we were hoping for. So we're very stoked on that. So seven total embryos, which again is, is a lot of, um, uh, auxiliary embryos, um, which takes the stress off of when we try to implant, you know, if, if one of them fails or something. So, or these four have come back from genetic testing or they went to genetic just sent off. So they're, they're so okay, they, okay. some of them could be duds or something too, or, you know, the yeah, poor yeah, yeah. quality or whatever. But, uh, um, but just having them in the running was, was, you know, yeah, three possibly. to four more than we expected because, um, it was another one of those things where it's like, they kind of tempered our expectations. And then, uh, after the surgery, she came out to me or she, she called me and she was like, Hey, we got all 15 follicles out and they all oh, had nice. them. And I was like, Oh shit. So, um, very happy with that. Um, little bit of a, of a, um, scare last night. She had some bruising. Uh, anyway, my point being last Monday was that, uh, egg retrieval. So, um, we came home, I had a bunch of other stuff to do. And then I was like, I can't record. <laughs> I just got to take, you know, so like we, it was a, it was a long day. So, uh, we did a little Patreon peek. What did I put up? I put up the, oh, the unbinding, wow. um, review and spoiler cast. So, yes. um, our patrons seem to really like that episode too, but, uh, oh, God. um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, but, uh, yeah, last, and last night at around like seven, she saw them earlier, but like at like five thirty or something, she had some weird bruising around her, her belly button and then kind of trailing down like a happy trail. But, um, so we called our doctor, she took a little while to call us back. Um, but, um, she's like, I don't, she asked us, you know, a lot of questions. She's like, it doesn't sound like bad because we're, we're always very scared of, internal right. bleeding for her because of the ectopic pregnancies that we've talked about on the show. But, um, that shouldn't be a risk for this procedure where it's really just a needle going in and out of the tissue right, uh, right. to retrieve the eggs. But, um, still 
uh, she called the other doctor, like the 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 even older doctor. It's not that she's old. She's called like the the older, the first doctor at our place who like opened that practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, oh, I've seen that once. And that patient was totally fine. But I still had her go to the ER to get a CT scan to make sure there wasn't any abnormal internal bleeding. So, right. Yeah. Uh, so like, you know, like five hours later, um, which we had a, overall was a pretty good experience. But uh um, got the CT scan. Everything's healing well. No acute bleeding. None of that stuff. And so it's just a mystery bruising. I mean, they they say that like almost any any surgery that's inside, blood can bleed and then kind of go anywhere. Like your your fatty yeah, tissue yeah. can pick it up, and so it'll just. They're like, it's weird that it's centered around the belly button like that, because mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. usually you would get little spotting or just random bruises. It's like you know cheetah spots or something somewhere. Yeah. Um, because this looks exactly like something called Cullen syndrome, which they also ruled out, which is good too. But cause, Oh, the only other thing that does this is like pancreatitis. Mm-hmm. Um, but her pancreas levels were all really healthy. So it wasn't right, that. Right, so right, right. anyway, the peace of mind was worth it. Um, and then we got, yeah, that good news today. We, we, we started off. She was like, we have probably have two embryos. And then yesterday she's like, Oh, there's three. And then she's like, now there's four. And I think this oh, might cool. be it, but, um, but yeah, so um hopefully that should be it for um the very long stimulation process and you know daily doctor's appointments and all that stuff so mm-hmm. um yeah i'm still very tired i'm still catching we you know we slept but it was just like it's not i haven't caught up after that too so uh anyway um in the news uh on this show ever since contact in the desert uh, I especially have been obsessed with Anthony Peak. We've talked about Anthony Peak on at least two episodes of the show now because mm-hmm. uh, he's had content on Gaia. But he had his um, uh, first peer-reviewed paper in a scientific journal accepted and published. Um, and uh, I just fucking closed it. God damn it. But uh, it's what? basically his. <laughs> oh, you had the thing opener. Yeah, it's basically his. It's right here somewhere. Um it is his cheating the ferryman um, uh, hypothesis, but written out as an academic paper with all the sources, which he does in his books too. But, um, but he, you know, this is in like APA, which is like what I have to write my right. papers in for my social work degree. Uh, but yeah, a new model regarding the survival of consciousness after death. So, um, because his his next book is you know, he's trying to make it the definitive researched book on the near death experience. Mm-hmm. And so he challenged himself to read every single scientific, um, peer reviewed scientific paper published on the near death experience mm-hmm. since 1900. Uh, and there's 144 of them. So he's been doing right. a lot of, a lot of research, but, uh, uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to read, this now that i'm actually on break from school finished finished school last week this is kind of how you do and steve how you enjoy too but finished school last week so i have a lot more time the next six seven weeks do you win your internship because i think you said today you did or didn't go but does I that didn't like go continue today. Yeah, it, it's a little more flexible um it's why i can you know probably go to the disc golf thing on monday um because now i can kind of do my hours as needed and it actually with with my i'm only supposed to do like you know, 14 ish hours max every week. Cause they don't want us to burn out. But they told us like during, during winter break is when people will make up a lot of hours. If like they went on the mm. game, oh, and, 
stuff like that. But uh, so I think it's I'm going to like a regular job. Like, Hey, you're supposed to be here for your shift uh, whenever. Yeah. It's more, it's more like it, it would actually be better. I think I'm going to start going in three shorter days a week, like three, four, four and a half hour days a week mm-hmm. instead, because it's like, you know, I don't have like 17 clients, like the full-time case managers do. I have like a couple. And so, um, that would be a better use of my time and better for them. Cause I'd, I'd, I'd be more available. Cause like right now on Mondays and Fridays and it's like, so I'll set hey, something up the weekend, well, the I'll talk to you on Friday or, you know, not over the weekend. And so, um, it'll be nicer to split it up like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I think too. But, um, but also I can just kind of, you know, switch it around whenever. So, right, right, right. Um, it, cause it's really whatever is best for the clients. It's not like, again, like I, like you said, it's not like I have to like be there for a shift. It's all just yeah. managing your cases and using your time, um, for that, you're really managing your own time. So, yeah, uh, which is nice, but, uh, but yeah, I finally got back to, um, finishing up this fucking bookcase today too. I got all the quarter round holding on the bottom. Two weeks, huh? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, two weeks was my initial estimate before I realized I had to customize everything. And then, uh, we'll just use this as my, how you do enjoy. Yeah, of course. But, yeah. uh, the last like three weeks, four weeks of school, like it just didn't stop since midterms. Like, like school was kind of mellow, uh, the first half of this quarter. And I was still plugging away and doing like touch up painting and all sorts of stuff on the bookcase when I had time. But then it just got like this one class especially was, was more than double the work. I think I've already told you this, but like the they've taken surveys from all the students for the past couple of years and everyone's like this class is fucked it is double the work of every other class and and the the um the online they call it asynchronous work because you know synchronous is like you're in class with live people asynchronous yeah. is like the video lectures and short answer questions and stuff um that's more than double like there's it's like every fucking section has multiple areas where you have to write like a 500 word answer which for me as a writing major is not that much but it's just like a lot of the other classes are like, here's a couple prompts and then a bunch of like uh, lecture videos. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it really helped, like they've, they figured it out to where it really seems to stick. You don't really, it's not too much. It's not too little. This fucking class was just like, it was so much Monstrous. and burnt everyone out, but they're splitting it into two classes in 2024. So lucky, lucky on those students. But, uh, uh, but yeah, I had, I had a major assignment due for six weeks in a row in that class, um, before midterms. And then I still had other, my other two classes too. So, um, it'll also be nice too, cause the, the winter quarter that starts in January, I'll only have two main classes and then the little extra part-time classes where you meet three times with your, um, your, your internship, like cohort or whatever too. So right. a little more mellow starting off the, they, they're like, yeah, the fall, fall quarter is always, they always make it needlessly, um, challenging with the heavier unit requirements, but absolute unit, but, uh, <laughs> uh old legend. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the fucking lad Bible. How did the lad Bible? I mean, I know how, but it's become such a part of our lives. But because uh, they're always posting that fucking British slang stuff on all their mm. stories. But uh, oh, I watch a lot of Below Deck. Uh, as the Star Trek one? No, so Below. Well, that's Lower Decks. Oh, lower. <laughs> <laughs> similar but deck shows. Yeah, well, Below Deck has been on for like ten years. But oh, it's you a told show me about yeah, yeah, like all the the yachts and then the crew and then the weirdos, but. There's a lot of South Africans and then so there's mm. a lot of brew, brew, okay, brew, uh, or brew, brew, maybe it's brew, uh, and then all the other English based countries. So yeah, yeah, yeah. they say toad legend, man, toad legend. 
a lot, lot of, lot of slang dang on there. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so I'm very happy to have a break, uh, and, and have this particular quarter to be over, but, uh, I learned a lot, but it was very intense, but, um, yeah, it's like, so like getting back to doing, doing my little blue collar work was nice today too. And making, cause yeah. it's, it's like, it's not mindless, but it's nice to accomplish something physically. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. Just like organizing stuff, right. It's like, okay, yeah. doing this, being mindful, but it's not that sitting there typing at a computer and yeah. you actually have something physical to show. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it, 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 uh, is very healthy for like a primal part of our, of our brain. So, um, but, uh, I actually, I actually, I mean, it won't be a hundred percent finished, but it might be functionally done by Thanksgiving Wednesday. I'll probably do a short day at work tomorrow. And then Wednesday I'll, I might do a short day Wednesday too, but then actually be able to bang out the crown molding, which should actually be other than the stupid angles. Cause crown molding is a big pain, but like, I'm just going to, I bought a little extra so I can experiment with the angles with the small pieces before I, you know, right. get to the big pieces. But other than that, putting it up will be very easy. So, um, going to do a little caulking tonight even after this but oh there uh, we go but yeah um yeah the little table won't be on and the ladder won't be there but it'll be functionally complete so um and then yeah thanksgiving this week i'm also playing when i can i think i didn't play it for like three days until last night again but lies of p which is a souls born clone um game very difficult uh action rpg game where you're playing as um, a gothic Victorian version of Pinocchio who kills frenzied puppets mm. uh, around a city called Krat, which is very Slavic and Russian, even though Pinocchio usually took place in Italy. <laughs> it was like right. an Italian folktale. Um, but it all, it's all, it's, it's really good. It's very fun. It's, it's not, it's, it's hard, but it's not quite as hard as a from like Elden Ring and Dark Souls. It's like, a little it balances and which makes it actually a lot more fun to play because there were some days where like i'd want to play elden ring but i'm like i just don't feel like that much of a challenge tonight right. like i love that Mental game, capacity but, like, uh, but yeah and then yeah, uh, even I, playing games sometimes like i haven't played in a while like hardcore gaming but yeah it's like i don't feel like signing on tonight and like grinding out stuff or chatting and playing online hearing like, the n-word from a 12 year old <laughs> Yeah, yeah, calling twelve-year-olds the end, <laughs> questioning your sexuality. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they are. They're because they're calling right, you right. all those names, and you're going. And it's you? nice. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't do that much uh, yeah. <laughs> work on me. You know that late. At night. <laughs> just wanted to check to just chill out. Uh, I finished though with. I mean, having to do with this show particularly, I finished uh, Alan Wake two. Uh, I think over this weekend or last week, and. Man, I get like I, I've talked about control a bit. Say it's the same developer, Remedy, and uh, uh, and the original Alan Wake was kind of a cult hit that was Xbox exclusive um, back in 2010. But uh, they made a sequel, and fuck, like that is like in terms like it was. It's there's a whole interesting meta narrative to it, um, but it's basically like taking Stephen King, Twin Peaks, Twilight Zone, and and then having a meta narrative of like the the literal creative power of manifesting through creative will, like um, which is very akin to like the Dark Tower series by Stephen King and a bunch of other stuff. But it really goes deep into Alan Wake, who is a writer, and he's trapped in um, an alternate reality uh, called the Dark Place, um, 
you find out it's just a big colon of a, of a God, you know, but, uh, right. uh, <laughs> where, where what he writes becomes real in this small Washington town. And so that was kind of the premise of the first game. Well, he, you know, he gets stuck in there in the first game, but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, I have like, pl- plus the, the studio is Finnish. No, Swedish, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but Sam Lake is um, this is like a an auteur, like he's a really nar- he's like the creative director there, and because uh, Control like became one of my favorite games of all time, and that was about like, what if the FBI was also X Files, was also Ghostbusters, was also anything like it, getting into like the astral realm and very deep like consciousness, quantum physics, quantum you know realm kind of shit, and. Um, and then uh, Alan Wake is connected to that kind of universe, that story too. So, um, but it's, yeah, I, if I go into it too much more, it's, it would be kind of spoiler territory, but man, that, but the whole point being is that this game, like I used to be, you know, be a big fan of the Silent Hill games when they came out, like very disturbing, scary games, but this game, like I loved it, but also I couldn't just like, marathon it for like a five hour session because it was so anxiety inducing mm-hmm. but in a cool way where like there's not even that many like enemies in the game and they do really interesting shit where like you're playing there's two main characters but like when you're playing as alan and you're in this more um consciousness created world versus like the quote-unquote real world of the town where you're playing this fbi agent there all the enemies are these shadows which is like in the first game and you have to shine your flashlight on them to get them to where you can actually like shoot them and kill them Mm -hmm. you have to you know eat away at the darkness but some of the enemies they'll put tons of enemies but 87 percent of them will be non-lethal like but you don't know that they're not lethal until you walk up close to them (laughs) and so it's this really cool mechanic because then they'll just disappear um and uh and so, cause they're sitting there whispering, they're like, wake, Alan, wake. like they're just like saying his name and all these weird, um, you know, uh, pitches and frequencies over again. But then sometimes you're walking, you're getting confident and there'll be like three fucking real, like, like the, the darkness, like bursts actual, off of them. Yeah. They fucking attack you or something. And so, um, it's just, it keeps you very uneasy the whole time. Uh, right. But it's not always trying to scare you, but that makes it more anxiety inducing. Cause then you don't know, you never get into a rhythm. Um, even, even not fighting enemies, it's kind of genius too, because like, you never know if it's going to be 10 minutes or two minutes till the next enemy encounter. Okay. You kind of like, can I relax or can I not? It actually makes you anticipate more. So, um, and it's getting all of these game of the year nominations and stuff right now too, but highly recommended Alan Wake 2. Do not play it unless you have played the first one or watch like a lengthy, like a 30 minute, like summary of the first one, at least mm. highly recommend the first one anyway, but yeah. cause they released a remastered version on new consoles, but uh, okay. how are you doing, Steve? Launch. Uh, doing okay. I'm doing nice. Uh, doing all right. <laughs> Not okay. <Doing> okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Um, yeah, just, I can't, I can't believe November's over. <laughs> um, but yeah, just kidding. Go? That's what I want to know. <laughs> How's this just never end? I did have a weird dream where Anthony Peak was there and we kept calling oh. him uh what's his God, we called him I kept calling him cheating the fairy man. Like oh. I couldn't remember his name or something. Because <laughs> we watched uh season one true detective. And oh there's a lot of, you know, where he's like, Time's a flat wheel. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And it in season or season, no, episode five, um, 
Matthew McConaughey goes like, this is all just, we're just living the same lives over and over. And every time we die, we're just living it again. And and we've lived this and how many infinite times we've had this conversation. So, oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, uh, kind of interesting how yeah, it ties back. Cause Alan Wake 2 is like that. (laughs) Like it literally is like, like we are just living in a projection, in like a reflection of a projection from some other being right like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're all part of a greater consciousness like experiencing itself subjectively and we keep recurring over and over kind of thing it's it's crazy and not to interrupt but it's it's crazy yeah. how much since learning about the cheating the ferryman hypothesis and like the damon adelon you know hypothesis like he of course because in his books he cites like literature from time immemorial that's talked about this eternal return and uh it's just fucking crazy how either when i go back to things now or new thing, a lot of new things are coming up, and I'm like, this is fucking cheating the ferryman, or this is about the two halves of the human mind and how they're they're you're distinct, you know, whatever. Anyway, but mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah, I forgot about because Alan Wake two, the f- kind of fourth inspiration from it was True Detective season one, which is oh, cool okay. as well. So, so there we go for the tone and everything. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, other than that, in the dream, what happened? Was he just? I don't remember. That's why it was, it's not a huge deal. I just remember that. And I don't remember, obviously, in the moment and first thing in the morning, it's like, oh, yeah, this. But I don't remember being crazy, just kind of, again, talking to him, but calling him that. But I don't remember yeah, what, yeah. what we were talking about <laughs> or whatever. Um, and then, yeah, just getting ready for the big holiday. We have. Was uh, that last night that you yes. had that dream? Yeah. Yeah. Which we again, just. I literally last night was like, oh, tomorrow before we record, I'm going to send Steve and his wife the cheating the ferryman pure mm. journal paper so well, maybe you, you were remote viewing me a little bit all connected yeah. yes yeah. yes uh was it at a uh, 153 a.m uh to be <laughs> during an edge session yeah <laughs> <laughs> getting the primordial ooze yeah. um but yeah uh my wife's family's coming into town uh so we'll be hosting thanksgiving for the first time as a grandioso so my brother will be coming over uh brandon that's probably it. But yeah, just getting the house ready for an action packed weekend. I think we're going to hit Disneyland one day. Oh, nice. Uh, among some other SoCal hot spots. So yeah, we're going to smoke. Well, we talked about this on Patreon, but yeah, smoking the turkey, getting the signs ready uh, and all that. And then, yeah, this weekend, just deep clean the house because uh, my wife's stepdad is very allergic to all pets. Oh, and we have three okay. cats. So yeah, yeah, yeah. literally took apart the kitchen and everywhere just. Oh. Obviously, we're still going to use the stuff since, but at least just cleaned all the cabinets, all the containers, everything dusted. You could like pop an Allegra or something too, right? Um, probably, yeah. I mean, and they're not like staying here; they get a hotel oh, down yeah, the road. Yeah. But it's just if he's know, there for four, four or five hours for dinner, then that could yeah, be cool. yeah, 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 hanging out inside. So, yes, and then we uh, needed a new couch. weren't expecting to buy one, but Jerome's here in sunny Southern California hooked That's it up. Good. It's a great price. deal. uh wait you got a new couch we got a new couch so costco couch like a year or two ago we got that thing two years ago and it's a piece of shit right so they were like it was like a thousand dollars but that material is just that like general cloth material so pilled really easy the cats annihilated it oh okay uh frost did her thing on it a couple times Mm -hmm. My fat ass just had destroyed the cushion and the cushions don't come I out. Pissed like, on it a few yeah, times. <laughs> yeah, I did my thing on it a few times. Um, I got to switch to pill jars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> She's like, I'm right next to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stop screaming in my yeah. ear. <laughs> Don't change your depends. <laughs> um, That's but yeah. The, uh, cause it, it had been basically had been clawed to death, some stains. And then my fat ass had just like literally disintegrated. Wow. The center seat where oh, wow. I would always sit. So it's uh, a performance leather. Was that that Thomasville brand that Kirk, that uh, Costco sells? It's like Thomasville. I honestly have zero idea. It was one of those like 2021 when stuff was still hard to get, but coming back in stock. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was like, oh, like, let's just get this because no, nobody else even has a couch in this price range and all that. So it, it got the job done. But um, yeah, it's got couch the couch going. Is it going trash or? or I you- put out. Well, that's really annoying because I put it on the street. Uh-huh. Um, Nobody came by. No, I called Friday saying, Hey, I'm going to have a couch. They're like, yeah, pick up Monday. Yeah. Yeah. So I put it on the street last night. I literally saw the truck that does the big junk removal drive by, take pictures of our house and kept going. Never came back later in the day. So I was like, Oh, maybe he's like logging what he has to pick up. Right. Right. And he'll like come back, you know, in a certain order, blah, blah, blah. Hasn't come back yet. So it's still sitting out front. And I called them this afternoon. They're like, no, no, he'll be there. And we'll call you at the end of the day to confirm no call, no nothing. Oh. So, and if you have uh, your neighbors, they're got those fucking questions long, are yeah, coming. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> I mean, worst case I've got the van so I can just like do a dump run or something. It's over to Santa Ana uh, like we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just do an empty lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, new couch is nice. Got the power recliners, uh, okay. got the warranty on that in case the engines break. If anything goes wrong, they just will come in and replace it. it. So you said it was a uh, le- it was le- patent leather. You said, uh, yeah, some well, not leather. It's performance like some sort of leather, performance something. material. Yeah, yeah. It's like a faux leather, but you know, basically pet and whatever friendly. Right, right. So right. in case anything goes down, you just got to be careful with the recliners of mangling yeah. those stupid cats. <laughs> it's all well, of course yeah we got in such a rhythm of like okay like if she if one of us wasn't in the recliner okay i'm going to lower my recliner can you check the animals in the room yeah yeah because yeah, they yeah. would be under there sometimes or their fucking paw would be like in the fucking like scissor arm part where it recline and it's like get the anyway yeah that's why yeah. we stopped doing the recliner thing but as nice as they are it's like it's like it's for us it was like we can't handle the anxiety but um but to have uh so that's all in and installed and going right. Yeah, yeah. They dropped that off Saturday, and I, you know, putting together is very easy. You just put the top on the bottom. The yeah, other yeah. annoying part is the outlets behind our couch don't work because this house is a bit janky. Oh, that sucks. So I had to go track down a power supply, like a giant lithium battery <laughs> made for couches, because I got one off Amazon uh, and it had a three prong plug. So I was like, cool, we can just plug it in. Nope, not enough juice output. Or something. So then I had to go back to rooms where they had a specific couch one. Oh, uh, I see. Because <laughs> they have their little two 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 pin system, and yes, yeah, apparently yeah. the output's strong enough. Whatever. So, anyways, hustling stuff around. Got the. So you have to charge that separately and then plug it into your couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But the charge lasts like two months, basically. Right, right. Yeah, because you're not always. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think if you're using like USBs and stuff, because it has that as well oh yeah like yeah. charger phone or something it's probably gonna obviously drain it you gotta more, get that landlord to fix to get some power over there it's in a place that i don't know how you would get power to it so there's just no wires going to it it's a freestanding wall and both sides have outlets and none of them works i don't know what they did <laughs> or rerouted run it down the ceiling <laughs> but not worth yeah cutting into the wall and like, yeah yeah because yeah that would be a job they'd have to be there for a while so yeah um 
Cool. Is that it? Is that and that is it. Sorry. Um, okay. So, sorry, my brain is slow. We did what? Bigfoot's reflection tonight. See. Um, had a really good thumbnail image on Gaia of a very, right. uh, I think, like I said at the top of the show, a lot of doughy middle-aged men here. Yeah, with A lot um, of metaverse runner-ups yeah. and candidates. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All three of the security guards uh, at the ER last night were fucking metaverse. Mm. <laughs> metaverse people. They, I mean, all of them had just classic, classic gut over the belt, like style. Oh, it was just, yeah, like Paul, full Paul Blart style. But, uh, no. um, yeah, I looked at the, um, the gentleman that, uh, directed this. Um, there it is. Oh, I was going to, thought it would be so cool if I, it's your, your, your image on Twitch switched out cause I switched tabs on purpose, mm. but Evan Belloff, um, who directed other such hits as, um, a people's soundtrack daughters of the voice, just as I am the Shira choir. And that's it. Just four things, I guess he's produced a bunch of other stuff. Uh, once a Nazi, always a Nazi from 2006, <laughs> uh, burning water, dust, a sculptor's journey. So seems like just a lot of, um, uh, oh, and something called Schmelvis <laughs> from 2002 with Elvis on the cover. Uh, yeah, seems like a lot of um, kind of just independent documentaries uh, this guy's done. And uh, this came out in 2007. I don't know if I said that yet, but um, yeah, it's... it's oh, this is tri- that old. It looked old, but I couldn't tell how old. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's kind of deceiving because I was like, oh, this looks like it'd be like 2014 or something. But um, yeah, 2007, uh, it's the description says like this documentary about, you know, the, the infamous creature is all about how it has changed the monster hunters that hunt for it or something. I'm like, I didn't really get that very much. Like the one, um, native guy who is the, the you know, park ranger with his partner. He's the, the, the bald also like a, like a brand diverse, uh, guy. Well, I was thinking of thrilling almost. Oh, that's true too. Yeah. 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 Um, thrilled in verse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also thrilling apparently having two thanksgivings he's having that thanksgiving up uh, a couple days ago already in right, right, washington right. or wherever he was but um but uh anyway that yeah the 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 park ranger guy up in y- the yakima washington area that is a pretty fun city name but um he it's like the roof oh, racks yeah exactly only he uh, really talked about how it changes him. And if like, you know, by the end of it, he's like, we started off, he started scared. And then by the end, it's like, no, now we respect each other. Cause it was like a, a boogeyman tale to keep people in their tents and things as exactly. a kid. And then he had his own experience at yes. the end. Yes. Uh, which yes, made him feel connected. We put, we put our hands up and we just backed away, you know, out right. of respect. They whistled, <laughs> whistled. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was like, uh, I watch it at two X speed. Um, it's 48 minutes long. Uh, it actually, if anything, it felt too short, even at the two X speed, right? There just, uh, there wasn't like, a, I, I, I could never really understand what the main focus was. It was kind of just like a, it felt like it should have been an episode of ancient aliens. Like it was right, like, right, right. like where it's, it's a, it's just, you know, uh, what is it? Like seven to nine talking heads that keep recurring and you kind of get used to their vibes of things or whatever. And, but they're really just talking about, um, Bigfoot and they're very much in the camp of a flesh and bolts, undiscovered 
hominid or primate because that's another sub debate which is it a primate or is it a hominid um and how you know basically we're not crazy because we believe that bigfoot exists out here kind of thing um but uh it was it was it's like i again i can't remember if i was telling this saying this before i recorded but it was kind of like um a newer a, the new generation of baby's first bigfoot documentary which i'm not saying in a bad way there was a lot of in like good info in there um but if there wasn't there wasn't too much new um for me probably not for you because we right. listen to bigfoot puck and like other stuff too but um but uh it was fun to see this on gaia it doesn't seem like it would be a gaia network show really it doesn't seem like it isn't but it doesn't seem like a classic i thought there was going to be some some weird take on it you know on on bigfoot right right this is like, like one of those weird amazon things that just they own a gajillion hours of yeah, content yeah. so it's just those random shows yes Kind of like how Tubi is becoming now, which is the right. important one, but they're getting a shit ton of uh, movies on there too. Oh God. Speaking of the, the Pacific Northwest, Sarah and I watched a little movie Friday night that I don't, I actually don't think I've seen all the way through. I think I've seen it all the way through in bits and pieces, but we watched the great Elijah Wood in North <laughs> on oh, Friday night. Yeah. Uh, and man, I did not uh remember a lot of that i remembered a lot of like the 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 parents like the different parents he goes right, so i remember because right, right, they're all right. stereotypes of uh, of that area of the country <laughs> come but... to hawaii you'll live longer it's further back <laughs> in the time god like as he figures out what each parent wants out of him right uh <laughs> he's like well governor ho like why do you want me as a son and he's you know he's like he's like are you trying he's like the last couple they were just trying to replace their dead son and fatten me up like he was or whatever you know dan Aykroyd and reba mcintyre right they just wanted to make him fat <laughs> like their kid but uh uh he's like the governor of hawaii is like he's like he's like he's like north <laughs> hawaii is a beautiful and extremely fertile land everything except mrs ho that is <laughs> it's like jesus christ <laughs> like, you can't have kids uh but uh anyway but i i i was like I was loving. It. I was laughing. Like it was definitely a movie written by middle-aged, like New York writer, movie writers. It's a Rob Reiner movie, mm-hmm. uh, not for kids at all. Like I don't even know if kids wouldn't get almost any of the jokes. Like the jokes are very '90s kind of New York, you know, guy with right. jokes. Um, and uh, like I was dying that his that uh, you know uh, Jason Alexander who plays George Costanza, but he plays his father in this. And Julie, it's like half of Seinfeld is in there because Julia Louis Dreyfus is his mom. Uh, he works at a pants. He's a pants tester, like he's a, at a pants inspector at a pants factory. And there's a whole scene where North calls him at his job, and he's testing prom pants. And there's all these little rooms where like he's testing prom pants. There's a rabbi testing rabbi pants, and he's just praying he's doing the the constant bow praying like over and over and uh it's a very heightened reality but and i'm gonna spoil the end because it's a 1994 movie yeah i was so mad that they fucking cop out at the end and it's all a dream like Uh, like, i'm like this is bullshit like just keep the heightened reality because like you know bruce willis is this character that magically appears in each of the states that he goes to to find a new parent mm -hmm. and and you're like, oh, it's interesting. He's kind of this, you know, uh, uh, recurring, like interdimensional, you know, yeah, guardian like, angel. Or yeah, yeah, or yes, like, yeah, guardian angel. And you kind of think that it's leading to where Bruce Willis is somehow going to be the one to adopt him at the end or teach him like the big lesson. 
He kind of does, but then again, they cop out of it, and because uh, the whole fucking premise is great, where um, his his school newspaper journalist kid friend becomes the villain, hires John Lovitz to be the lawyer to because because like uh, well North hires him at first to emancipate himself from his parents, and that starts a revolution with children. Where they're like, hey, if you're not a better parent to me, I could just go find other parents, right? Because North set this precedent. But then the villain kid has a whole plot and hires John Lovitz. And he's using him as like a puppet to be the next president of the United States. And John Lovitz is just like kissing this kid's ass because he's like in power. He like he becomes this huge like megalomaniacal business owner. He's like taking <laughs> over the whole world. This kid named Winchell. It's very fucking weird, but it's really good. Like it was like I was like, God, and they just fucking cop out at the end anyway. But yeah. uh, uh, for some reason, it popped in my head because I was thinking of us saying North all the time, and I was like, God, we got to fucking watch that movie because I don't think I've ever seen it. But uh, worth a watch. But the last two minutes kind of kills it. But right. uh, good overall. Um, anyway, uh, back in the Pacific Northwest, um, yeah, this like the there's a couple park rangers. There is a man with a demon mark like Steve gets sometimes mm-hmm. <laughs> on his forehead in this. <laughs> um, and uh, he mostly is talking about his like little adventures with his buddies when they go out there. And uh, right, right, right. Cause there's some off-roading and then yeah. they get the UTV out in the snow and start analyzing the foot. Yes. Which again was interesting. It's like, okay, yeah, the footprint, you know, has to have dynamically motion toes and yes. foot and heel. Yes. Otherwise a stamp print is just going to be the same stamp. Right. Over yeah. and over. Right. Exactly, so it's like, yes. you got to look for the fakes and the things that are hard to fake. Yeah. Cause a real foot will have dynamic. There'll be signs of dynamic muscle and skeletal movement in that print. Right. 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 Um, and, uh, and they're at like Bigfoot park or something, yeah. or it's called Sasquatch park yeah, yeah. or some shit. <laughs> um, yeah. And Sasquatch means like wild man or something like or some, that. Yeah. Yeah. The that dude, a lot, lots of, uh, you know, again, he's a middle-aged white guy in 2007 with a, with an accent, with some sort of Midwest yeah. accent. And I uh, tell these goddamn cabins. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like, no, no, the elder he told me it was bad medicine to go out there and disturb the tracks and like whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't think bad medicine was ever a fucking. I mean, it comes from like right. a movie or something. <laughs> but uh, it was Peter Pan or something, right? Yeah, like not respectful <laughs> to that actual tribe, which I don't think they ever yeah. fucking mentioned, but. Um, cause again, all native Americans are the same, you know, whatever, just like right, saying right. all Asians are whatever. But, uh, um, yeah, he has, he's really the one that's kind of promoting the, um, him and John Kirk, John Kirk is like, I'd heard of him before. He's the only kind of notable, um, person in this. He's, he's the, um, British guy with the glasses. He's a cryptozoologist. I did. I looked mm-hmm. up a little bio of him. Is he's that still, the guy who, with the black hair who looked like, um, Jeff Goldblum's yes. like Wish yeah, yeah. version when you order Jeff Goldblum off Wish. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum mixed with John Lovitz, basically. Right, too. right, But right. Uh, yeah, he had the sideburns and the, and yeah, the kind yeah. of, you know, old, old uh, Elvis hair. Right. But um, uh, yeah, he, I, when I looked him up, a fucking news story from like two months ago came up uh, from Canadian, uh, from the CBBC or whatever the main Canadian, you know, news thing is. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was about um, this lake monster and he's, it's like, oh, John Kirk, Cryptozoologist, has been studying the lake monsters in the area for 30 years or something like that. But uh, so he's still around and kicking, I guess. But um, but he's also firmly, uh, what I didn't like is he was like, you know, people call me crazy. Like, uh, but, uh, and I'm like, what, 
do, do I have any other behavior in my entire life that makes you think I'm crazy? And, and he's right. like, no, I'm perfectly rational. He's like, now what's crazy is thinking that these creatures <laughs> can just materialize and dematerialize. And, right, you know, right. and that's why we haven't found them yet or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, yeah but like there is, there is so much, uh, there is such a massive lack of evidence of these things being permanent, having a permanent existence, mm-hmm. um, permanent physical existence and uh it really it comes down to poop and what they would eat and they touch upon what they could eat in this area yeah where there's like an abundance of billions of these specific berries mm-hmm. um and basically they're like the guy says like oh pff, there's like you know 30 species of animals that eat those berries but there's still millions of berries meaning a lot of them don't get eaten even if an animal eats a lot and i'm like oh, that's fair yeah. right but and they had a guy on bigfoot collectors club that specifically they, they like those two guys were like bryce and michael were like this guy is the only guy, the only um, biologist um, that has given any sort of like a fair hypothesis of how these could be just normal flesh and bolts, spe- a, a species of flesh and bolts creatures that are that have lived this long, could have the kind of encounters that people report having. And also here are these behaviors that other primates do kind of like mixing and matching a bunch of other primate behaviors showing that if this, if this thing happened to exhibit all of these at the same time, it could theoretically be hiding its remains of its poop and root and food like this way and burying it like, like weird shit like that. Right. Yeah. So that, and that's cool. Well, but, cause uh, they, um, they touch upon it, I think in this, but the other, um, thing people compared to it is silverback gorillas. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because those weren't seen by humans until like the 1950s or yes. something crazy. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's like, they had those big stone paddles. They were crushing people's heads, trying to get yeah. that diamond and stuff. Exactly. <laughs> um, one could talk and it not, it's got that retard hand talk, you know, but <laughs> Amy one yeah. blue drink. <laughs> well, yeah, there, there was a kid on our football team who was like, looked like a huge midget. Or small person, <laughs> and we would, they would also just call him Amy, and the coaches, especially when they get pissed, they would just start doing fake sign language, like Amy, me want go hit football person, like, like God damn it, go because <laughs> he just looked like a very large small person, bulbous head, uh, and we called him Amy, and then he uh, <laughs> adopted that name at one point. So I, I don't think <laughs> I've ever heard those two words like huge midget together. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> this the was world's massive dwarf. Yeah, <laughs> the world's biggest midget. <laughs> um, Did he just have like those proportions? Even though he was a big, exactly. Person? Yeah, he, okay. he. I mean, he was like strong, but he was like muscular-ish, but a fat ass to a certain extent. But like bulbousy head, mm. thicker legs, very hippie, walk. but still short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> lumbering. I guess we should. Right, say. right. So they called him Amy because he's an ape, but he also just looked like a giant dwarf. <laughs> Of course, we're referencing the Michael Crichton book and movie Congo. Yes, exactly. The book is okay. The adaptation is terrible, but it's a fun watch. Uh, yeah, for, the movies. Yeah, for a bad. I remember movie. doing that for a book report in high school, and I like think I did read the, the clip notes, and or and or just we had that. Do you, did you have that weird test you would take online? So our our computer oh, system. Okay. So we would go into the library specifically. And you would take a quiz on the computer. Oh. Again, I don't know if it was tied to the internet at the time, but yeah, yeah. you'd put this in your elementary school. This is like grades one through six. This was like high school. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. So like in, if the teacher was lazy and we didn't want to do like a million book reports, but you had to like read this list mm-hmm. or even like summer over the summer, you're supposed to read books. Yeah, and we did have that. Came yeah, back. Yeah. 
but there's some system in the computer or in the library where we would have to go take a test on the book to prove we read it. Oh, interesting. And I think I took it on that and just had like cliff notes or watch the movie, but yeah, still yeah. got it right. I don't know. It was, <laughs> I just remember, I totally forgot that that system yeah. existed until right now. <laughs> uh, but anyways, point being that, yeah, like something as big as a silverback right. gorilla people talked about and all these things. And it wasn't until, you know, 70 years ago, we actually yes. could get to them and see them. Yeah. But, um, but it's, it's, yeah, it's interesting where like, they always do that comparison of like, there's tons of species we haven't, you know, seen yet or whatever too. Um, some of that falls apart a little bit because most of those species are fish and bugs. Well, yeah. Yeah. When you get into that like super small realm, yeah, <laughs> that's less impressive. Too. Right. And, and it's, it's just, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm open to, to Bigfoot being a flesh and bolts creature. I would love to, you know, have the fucking, uh, the whatever whatever missing factoids that make it all click and go, oh i see that's why no one could find you know whatever oh they fucking you know build a leaf nets that give them camouflage so they're all around i don't know some fucking weird thing right um then i'm just picturing them like parachuting <laughs> like fucking link and breath of the wild yeah, but the, uh the opening to uh, 18 plane and it's just right. what's running <laughs> uh, which is, I think, my father-in-law's ringtone is the A18. Oh, there we go. Uh, theme song. Or no, sorry, it's the Chips theme song. Uh, but, of yeah. course. Oh, but, of course. Uh, yeah. very, they're both very similar. I get them confused. But um, but it's like, it's one of those things where for such a, like bugs and fish totally understand. Birds to a lesser extent understand too. But uh, a gigantic seven and some foot chain, tall um, right. Humanoid. creature that people are interacting with all the time and then saying things like, I don't know how it moved this quickly. It disappeared. The, the footprints just disappeared into nothing. Uh, and, and then on that tree, cause that's, that's the crazy stuff is like follow, like there's trackers, like rangers who know how to follow animals and they'll track this thing. Uh, and they'll go, but then it like the, 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 uh, very skinwalker ranch style, like the footprints just disappeared into nothing. We don't know where it could have gone a giant thing like this without pressing its weight onto these bushes next to the tracks or these rocks or whatever. And especially if they dead end at trees or into like tree circles, which they also then think maybe the Bigfoots make these like tree kind of pyramids, like tents mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, there's no signs of anything that big climbing that tree because there's always right. telltale signs of that. And so, yeah. Um, and then there's all the knocking getting, you know, getting reported. There's a little like, yep, yep, like kind of stuff. Right. Um, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> family member, yeah, uh, they had a family member in the running the room but, real quick. <laughs> um, the coyote from um, uh, Thunder Mountain, uh, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. Great Thunder <laughs> Railroad yeah, yeah. at um, Disneyland. I've been uh, in my mind joking, uh, just saying, is that a euphemism for something to like just everything? <laughs> like, yep, yep. oh, a family member walked in the room. Was that a euphemism for something? <laughs> 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 Uh, I don't know if you listened to the recent Tim Heidecker as a guest episode of Doughboys, which was pretty mm. funny. Um, they covered Black Angus, which was really funny. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Tim, <laughs> he was like, he was like, hey, he's like, if I may, he's like, I have a dad joke that I kind of came up with recently, and it's pretty good. Uh, he's like, so he's like, you know, when you tell people like, oh, like uh, they ask you if you have any kids or whatever, or you've already mentioned you have kids, the conversation turned toward your kids. He's like, a lot of times the stock answer is, oh, hey, how old are your kids? 
and so he's like so then he's like so so wagger like just you know oh you know hey like yeah oh yeah i just went to lunch with my kids or whatever and then wagger's like oh how old are your kids and like before he can finish he's like oh my age <laughs> like that's his age. that's his joke is that whenever someone asks right. how old are your kids oh my age <laughs> i was like dying i was like it's the stupidest fucking thing but uh <laughs> um but uh i feel i feel I hope Tim is okay. He seems very depressed. And I know maybe that's part of his shtick, but like. Yeah. I mean, I watch the office hours a yeah. lot and those clips. I mean, I don't subscribe to the Patreon. I guess I'm a piece of shit, but I just watch via <laughs> their, you know, two minute clips they post on. Yeah. Instagram. Yeah. 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 I think he's always in a dark place to a certain extent, <laughs> yes, but exactly. <laughs> just has a, a level of anger and whatnot. But yeah, yeah I don't know. And, and of like, course, compared to Eric Wareheim, who's this, you know, big hedonistic right. living, you know, life, whatever. Right. But like, and my, my theory with Tim is that he, and this is a, you know, Tim and Eric, uh, awesome show fame and whatever, you know, Tim Heidecker and Eric Wareheim, but, uh, he literally like they moved out here from Philly, uh, um, right. or whatever suburb they're from in Pennsylvania. And within like a year of doing Tom goes to the mayor, he meets his future wife. They get married and like has a kid a few years later. And it's like. I feel like there's this kind of like, well, I think he got a divorce though. Oh, okay. I think this is a new wife. Oh, okay. I feel like again, in the social media something, I feel like there was a, a, a jump. I could be wrong. I oh, we should okay. probably just look at the wiki, but yeah, yeah. To your point where you're going with that of like, yeah, did he miss out on something or yes, he, yeah. whatever? <laughs> he moved across the country and then settled down immediately. And it just, I feel yeah. like he just kind of messed up like doing that. Yeah. And like, I don't know why I feel like he got, divorce and remarried but maybe we were at it maybe it was that last tim and eric show he said my girlfriend's here oh maybe in the audience Mm. and i was like oh i like had suspicions and then that maybe confirmed it but i i but now he has a wife again and a kid but no like babies or anything right right yeah kids are like they look like they're like seven and ten or and that vic Berger's obsessed with taking his kids going bowling yeah yeah um but uh anyway why was i talking about that from doughboy the tim i don't know whatever well i well yeah we, well we said well you did the yip noises for oh yeah maybe <laughs> and then it was that. the dad joke that's right yeah yeah like, oh my age yeah <laughs> um but uh but yeah so it's like i just it's it's very difficult for me to believe and at this point um again i'm i'm open to whatever but it it is more there is more evidence to show um, and you could even argue the lack of evidence, but there's more evidence that it makes more sense that these things can become incorporeal or whatever, right? They're egregorial, they're um, or just straight up interdimensional beings. I don't know, but right. um, but because uh, it's like the amount of because they said they'd have to eat the guys like oh they'd have to eat about five thousand calories for a maintenance diet or something. So you know a few times more than a normal human. I'm like yeah, but like a normal human they're taking one or two big dumps a day and that's going to be somewhere. Right. And so, right, right, right. um, and it's like trackers and rangers, like they can find almost any animal that's prevalent in the area by their poop, you know, and stuff too. So, um, and they can train. And them. I don't know what it is for polar bears, but I know they pee once a year. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah. So, Cause they're always, they don't have a lot of fresh water access. Uh, okay. Um, so it builds up into this weird thing that then they go, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, 
and hey making that, their poos that could be one of those yeah funky facts that goes oh well i guess that explains like they just don't yeah, yeah, for, yeah. just yeah thinking for, out loud of like other but it's true. yeah there are there are like extremophile you know traits in some animals right yeah. so um but still it just i don't know it's just it's a little again open to whatever like watching bigfoot stuff but uh this this documentary now seems outdated because uh of of those comments where it's like of course these people are stupid it's like that's funny that like john kirk and that other dude the younger guy that's from like the 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 canada um i think it's the skeptic society of canada or something Mm, like mm, like, mm. he was like yeah like like everyone has to be open to the scientific method which means you're not throwing out any evidence and you're open to anything and yeah if even if it seems weird like he seemed more open-minded than john kirk and then john kirk's like yeah they're just not doing real science you know but of course anyone that believes this other thing are crazy i'm like well now you're the fucking scientism guy you know so yeah um but uh anyway but t john kirk doesn't bring too much to this other than that first part where he's talking about how the people think he's crazy and he's not um yeah and uh which is cool i mean yeah i mean crypt like the study of cryptozoology i think is a pretty noble thing in the sense of like oh you're actually picking the hardest thing in zoology like these these mysterious animals that may or may not exist and then trying to quantify you know like qualify them quantify yeah. them, whatever um which is really cool but uh uh it's just funny the little of course he has like porn doctor hair of course you know it's like it's like well <laughs> okay like you know you're you're pissed off at people not taking you seriously and that's that's one of those things where it's like sometimes maybe you should play the game a little bit like Giorgio Sukalos, like not that you have to fucking have a crew cut you know and a suit and tie or something like that but it's like and we should not judge people for their looks, but it's like maybe if it's really important to you, you'll kind of like. And if your audience is a bunch of middle-aged and old people, mm-hmm. maybe just you know don't give yourself any barriers like right off the bat. You right. know what I mean? Like seems sort of. Prov- That's why like people like like Nick Pope because he looks like a fucking suit and tiger that worked at yeah. a government agency or whatever, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, but um, speaking of which is Bo Bandy on or no? Because he had a uh, his Thursday night Ancient Aliens oh, live, right? But yeah. I, we haven't heard from him. Uh, we have a lot of quiet people in the chat. We have like 10 or 11 people, but no one's oh, chatting with us right now. But, um, uh, unless the chat's being wonky, and I'm, but it's empty. Well, right sometimes now. when you look at the viewers, it's not that. It's weird. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a on user's this chat, right now, I'm no seeing no three, but I can't see who's viewing. And sometimes the chat room just doesn't show the fucking actual chat going well, yeah. too. So Because uh, we've had people go like message us and go, hey, I was chatting and you know, right. I never saw anything. But, um, but yeah, so uh i'm trying to think oh there's the lady in this who she's the closest thing to what i would call like a gaia person Mm -hmm. where she's like she's like yeah oh when we bring groups out there we make sure that we're always dancing we're always singing we're always doing something positive because that's what attracts them they want to make sure that we're not threatening or bringing any negativity in their space or whatever too Mm -hmm. um which is also funny because it doesn't seem to matter like the people that always have the uh experiences not always but tend to be just random people walking around out there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but um but um what who else was on there? yeah it was so yeah they like march through the woods for a while with that thing yeah they kind of go back and forth with the different doctor people um they talk about primate zoology versus yeah. hominid zoology and like the big toe and things like that and then um who's like the great ape that was in north america 
Oh, Gigantopithecus. Gigant- so they talk about that as a reference yeah, for a little while. Yeah, could this just be another offshoot of Gigantopithecus that survived, right? Right, right, right. Are humans really connected to apes? Are they connected to yes. something else? And is this that something else? Uh, yeah, they're like, they're like, you know, Charles Darwin always said, uh, hey, man. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because there's that dude that's, uh, he's kind of like a medallion man, like a William Henry style. Right, 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 right. Just right, off right, camera, right. there's like an amulet that he has around. Yeah, yeah, he's got like the Crocodile Dundee hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's like the old guy going, he's like, Hey, we got to be open-minded to all this stuff, man. Like, yeah, it was yeah. like, you know, come on, chill out. But, um, he's like doing the bad misquoting where he's like, uh, he's like, you know, Darwin said like, you know, we, we should, shouldn't have so many hangups. I mean, he didn't say hangups. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, well, you gotta, uh, you know, we should just stop having so many hangups about whether we're this far or, or this close to, uh, to apes, you know, in our ancestry right. or whatever. I'm like, okay, like, what does this have to do with this, <laughs> with this documentary? You know, like, right, right, like, right. Uh, trying to get people desperately to to not be skeptical which i understand but even by 2007 i think most people are open to the fact that bigfoot might exist and might and like especially the flesh and bolts like oh yeah i think it could just be a big ape that well when was that big cnn hoax i feel like it was around this time big cnn hoax so do you remember at one point cnn tweeted out was gonna go live someone had killed a bigfoot and brought oh, yeah office yeah 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 that's and right and it was like locked in huge thing and then it's just like nope they were lying it was yes. a bunch of dickhead hunters like that. yes who couldn't actually produce something <laughs> also different from the other hoax of his own making but that other one we reviewed a couple years ago with that dickhead who was canadian um, remember he would be out, <laughs> he was like out in the dark. It was all shot by him and he was on there and he was like, oh, counters in there. I'd be like, like ah, a fake, ah, like be screaming at them and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And it was like throwing apples. Is that the one where the yeah. apples are like move, like the yes, thing like the apple the thrown at it back at him, like the right, core right, of the right. apple and stuff. And which that all looked fake, but that did get proven to be a hoax or whatever. Yeah, it was total bullshit. Guy. Yeah. Cause he, he's the one that had like the perfect beautiful costume of like he's like he's like i've got the i've got the the youngling i've got the youngling here on the camera like it was like a 10 minute shot and it was clearly just two or three people in suits because like the facial expressions didn't move they were clearly like a mask and you know a nice mask but still a mask and everything but um because then he got sued by like the government of whatever province in canada Mm. for for like claiming that this was real having these fake certifications and all this stuff and Oh, and because he was asking for money on like Kickstarter and mm. stuff, you know mm-hmm. that. But um, but anyway, um, yeah. The then, go ahead. I was just going to speaking of that. Then they review the film, the classic, uh, the Patterson Gim- Gimlin film, Gimli film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Gimli Gorn footage. Where yeah, they do break down the face and how it moves and flexing points in the muscles. So he's yes. like. Again, I don't know if that's light moving or if it's actually flexing. Right, right, right. If it is flexing to their point, then that's really difficult. Yeah, yeah, that's a very advanced costume of some kind. Um, Yeah. And, uh, or it's real, right? Or it's something, right? And so, yeah, they're like, they're like, yeah, at the time they got this um, Russian um, biomechanics expert who who was training all of the Olympic athletes for, uh, for the USSR at the time. And he was like, he was like, "Oh wow, that's human movement. See, I can do this." Like, what is? They're really trying to push the, 
the kind of missing link thing where mm-hmm. it's 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 got more human traits than primate traits. Well, because even yeah, he's like, oh, see, it talks about the bend in his knee and the way yes. it's walking. Like, you yeah, can't his foot fake can that hang vertically when he picks it up and steps and all that stuff. And um, but uh, but yeah, it's like none of this um, none of this does a great job. Like it's it seems to me like the point was trying to just hey, let's try to legitimize the study of Bigfoot, right? Right. But the people they chose, <laughs> the 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 park ranger guy, that's he's like a great talking head. He's not super interesting, but he's like yeah. seems like a normal, down to earth, grounded person who is out there all the time and has had now these repeated experiences. That's great, right? But getting just like the white guy with the demon mark and his buddies, like whatever, it's like it's it's just I don't know I, when you're when you're making these documentaries, I don't know why why you would cat for such a careful subject, right? Like even like as an example, uh, the guy that is the director and creator of ARMA of my martial arts organization, he's like, I can't babysit all of you out there, but he's like, if you're going to film things, like if you're going to film your study group sparring or, or or learning some, some play from our manuals or whatever, he's like, I would love to see it. He's like, I get, I can't enforce this. But he's like, it's because so many people will post, you know, two new people that are formed a study group there who aren't good. They post something and they, you know, hashtag it as Arma and this and whatever. And then they look like they suck. And it's like, this is like, and he's like, and that's fine. Like, you have to be a novice. I used to suck, whatever. But like, when you're posting stuff like that, it's just creating possibly a misconception about the quality and the curriculum of the curriculum of what we're doing. And so... He's like, please don't go edit crazy things or whatever. Like, I would love to see those things again, not for me to approve them. I can't stop you, but I would love to just be like, Hey, like this actually represents what we're doing well. Right. And, and he's absolutely right. Because even some of the study groups out there that I've seen, there'll be one or two guys. that's good, but then they're post, they're doing all this cool camera work, but then what they're doing looks fucking terrible and amateurish. But, um, to the point where I don't want to show that video to a friend of, Oh, look at this cool study group in this place is doing all this interesting stuff. It just looks kind of lame. But if you have a subject this sensitive, you would think that um, you would want to have every voice in this uh, at least seeming reasonable, you know, like um, as opposed to just like some random dad complaining that people don't believe him all the time. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. um, But uh, I'm trying to think what else. Oh yeah. There was the really, um, uh, there was a Canadian guy on there because he kept saying, you know, I've go- I've seen these again and again, like they're, it's like saying again and again, but he, he doesn't really, there's like three old guys on this that are all kind of saying the same thing where they're, they're skeptical to an extent, but are trying to study it, which is great too. Um, yeah. and I guess my point being that like none of them left like a lasting mark on me enough to like remember their names other than yeah, John yeah. Or something. it was more the hits throughout the show more than the people that i remember yeah exactly yeah so yeah which is good in the sense that like i i definitely remember the content pretty well in my mind's eye and stuff but um but uh yeah yeah. i mean if go ahead ahead. yeah yeah. i I was just gonna wrap it up and just say yeah if you if you have gaia and you're bored one night or just whatever give it a watch but you don't i wouldn't say to go seek it out super hardcore. Yeah. And, 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 and thankfully it's not exclusive to Gaia. Um, it's not like a purely Gaia produced right. thing. So you probably could find it on other streaming services. If yeah. You or YouTube. I would assume. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And YouTube too. Yeah. But, um, uh, also the credit sequence 
makes it seem like it's a 1991 or like 1987 <laughs> documentary. It's like very, it looks like, um, I don't know if, I mean, this is a very specific, specific, but like Mickey's Christmas Carol from like mm-hmm. the eighties, the credits of that are like, you know, drawings of like on old parchment paper and stuff right, like that. Right, like there's right, an ink right, fly, right, whatever. Right. It very much looks like that's like old maps of Washington and everything. Yeah. Um, but it almost looks like, yeah, like, like a Nickelodeon kids show from the eighties credits or something. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this guy doesn't do that much work. The producer of this, there was like a, a seven year gap between this and his other work directing right, anything. Right, but, right, right. Um, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really stand alone too well. I'll, I mean, the logo is pretty cool. The logo looks like it's going to be something interesting. I'll see if yeah. I can get it on screen here, but, uh, yeah, right here. The twitchers can see it real quick. Bigfoot's reflection. Uh, it looks like a sticker like you would have, Steve, on or a tattoo mm. or something like that. It's a pretty cool little. It's like a like a completely silhouetted, like almost demonic eyed Bigfoot with like a yellow, you know, graffitied sun around behind him or something. Right. But, uh, um, but definitely not as hip or cool as its logo purports it to be. Right. Sadly, but um, but yeah, it was fun to watch. Um, we haven't really watched a lot of cryptid stuff on. Yeah, that's when I was kind of seeking out was like, yeah. I think I just put encrypted whatever just to yeah, see yeah. what would pop up. Which so. is a good subgenre because I would want to see um, what other content would be on there. Yeah. You know? uh, and again, freaking uh, Skinwalker Ranch, it's still not on Hulu. Like the season ended back in August. Yeah, months ago. Yeah. Season yeah. four or whatever. Oh, that's weird. Uh, and I checked again and it still wasn't there. So. Oh, you know what? I wonder. Is it Paramount? I wonder if it's going to be, well, it's history, which is part of AMC networks, I think. Okay. Or it's part of A&E network, which I think is also AMC, but I would think maybe it might be AMC. It might be stuck on AMC plus now. Mm. Um, but also there's some history channel stuff on max too. So I don't know. Okay. I'll have to check, yeah. but well, uh, and even Netflix is talking about how it has ancient, al- like more ancient alien stuff now. Yeah. As well. Skinwalker so. ranch. This is great pod, everyone. Uh, <laughs> Where to watch? Yeah, the watch. Yeah, see, this is all bullshit. It has it has everything listed, like right, every right, service. Right. And I'm like, but it's not. Oh, anyway, right, right. it has Hulu. Well, right it is there. to a certain extent, just not season four. Exactly. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Netflix has The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. Um, But just one season. Yeah, just okay. the first season. So anyway, um. I know. Yeah, that will be, I'm excited to get back to that show. It has been over a year, I think. Yeah. Which is crazy. I feel like, or maybe it was, early, was it earlier this year? No. no. Well, maybe no, because we started doing this in like the spring, I think. That's right. Oh yeah. So earlier this year. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but still like all of like, like we were saying before, uh, like we started all of our kind of like confirming that all those tests that confirmed IVF was going to be our only route for having our own kid back in May, I think. And it's like the last six months and then, you know, going to school and totally different, uh, you know, career path now and all that stuff. And so it's fucking nuts that it's like almost Christmas already. I cannot, cannot believe it, but, um, trying to, to be mindful and like appreciate individual moments because time just keeps going faster and more little lines appear in my face. (laughs) <laughs> but um but yeah it's uh yeah not not like a, a hard recommend but uh if you could find this on youtube then uh and watch give it, it a whirl speed. yeah it's a quick it's a quick watch but uh and if you've never seen yet any analysis of the Patter- patterson gimlin film uh um, right 
it's good. Oh, one last point. It was a good point that one or two of the guys was like, I can't even talk about the Patterson Gimlin film anymore, unfortunately, because it's been so tainted right, as right. this like like it's now this throwaway thing to skeptics. Like it's like yeah, no, everyone we've just... already disproved it somehow, even though they haven't disproved anything actually. So right, right, right. it is a shame. But because I mean, and it also again kind of to the point where it's like if these things were a species that had that were thriving in this area there there would be more sightings of them (laughs) like you know like with with fucking like drones and shit going over there it's like they're just i can't i cannot i cannot unless unless, again maybe the fun fact they live at the top of sequoia trees and no one and they just jump around up there and no one ever i don't know but uh, i mean desolate areas in this country are very desolate but i still feel like there's some traffic enough but exactly. Again, yeah. you never know. So, yeah. Um, well, cool. That was Bigfoot Reflection. Also a very weird name because I just I didn't yeah. really feel because they like wrote it on the edge of the lake at the end of the show. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And I guess it is just a bunch. I guess it's just a bunch of people reflecting on Bigfoot. <laughs> so yeah, no, that is literally the documentary. But um, but yeah. Um, fun little watch. Um, in the uh. Uh, in the absence of Earl Pound, Ra- old pa- porn <laughs> Earl Pound, Pound Pal, Pound Gal Ryan. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back with No Guts, No Glory next week, uh, and then maybe we'll double up to get back on track. I don't know, but um, uh, well, uh, we need to blah blah blah. So Patreon. we do that next week, and then we still need to do Patreon. So. Yeah, true. I mean, I, we've we've already flip flopped this stuff. I think in yeah, the summer once or twice. Yeah, yeah, so. so. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, thanks for your patience. If you're a No Guts, No Glory fan and, uh, wow, the pitch on this is so weird. I didn't touch anything. Anyway, whatever. I kind of like it. It's like an alternate reality version <laughs> of, the, of the tone, but, uh, uh, very unsettling and uneasy, but, yes. um, thanks for your support as always subscribe, follow on Spotify, Apple pod and Apple podcasts. Uh, God. What if Spotify and Apple Podcasts merge someday? That would be insane. <laughs> but um, uh, listen to No Guts, No Glory, our other podcast. If you want to read about the the magnum opus from Kentaro Miura, uh, Berserk, a very dark fantasy, swords and sorcery style work, um, head over to uh, yeah, blackholesupplycompany.com for all your disc golf needs from Steve, as well as uh, that's kind of our merch store for these podcasts as well. Uh, what am I forgetting? Twitch.tv slash probing ancient aliens. Subscribe to our Twitch so you know whenever we're uh, uh, live streaming our records of these episodes. See, see. Um, other than that, I think that Sasquatch is. Bye. Bye. Bye.